Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Hope you're all doing well, having a phenomenal day, wherever you may be in this here world. Now, I say world because that's what we do. We chat with Packers fans worldwide each and every day here at Cheesehead TV. We're devoted to Packers fans worldwide. Hope you're all doing well, and I hope you're all in the hunt for some tickets for Packers games because goodness knows we are proud once again to partner up with Ticket King. That's right. Buy them now. Those Packers tickets, home and away games are available, people. Ticket King has been based in Wisconsin since 1992. Their Green Bay location is just across the street from Lambeau Field on Oneida Street. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and are members of the National Association of Ticket Brokers. But most importantly, they are staffed with experienced, friendly, and knowledgeable folks that can help put groups together and offer advice. And your business is truly appreciated by each and every person at Ticket King. They also partner with local Green Bay businesses for tailgate and bus transportation to the games. They are open on game day for last-minute tickets, upgrades, and they even have a drive-through window. People, do it. Ticket King. There's a link to Ticket King in the description of this video. Make sure you check it out. And also, you can purchase tickets for individual games at the schedule either on CheeseheadTV.com or in the app. The Cheesehead TV app, yes, has links to tickets for every single Packers game. Do it, people. You know you want to attend a Packers game. Hello to everybody in the comments section. Hope you're all doing well. Big B is here. What's up, Big B? Good to see you, buddy. Hope you're doing well. Mark Mendez starts us off with a very timely question. Afternoon, everyone. Hey, Nags. Do you ever think the NFL will ever activate all 53 players for game day? No, I do not. I think they will most likely creep up the number of guys that are allowed to be active on game day, but I'd be surprised if a full 53 or even 54-man roster was allowed to be suited and used uh, on game day. Now, maybe a decade, two decades in the future, but not anytime soon. Uh, Joe asks, what is the schedule for Packers Daily? Is 9 a.m. Central totally done, or what's the deal? Uh, for the most part, yes, this is transitioning to an afternoon show. Uh, we'll be live most afternoons around this time. It won't always be 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, uh, but that will be kind of the tentpole time, so to speak. Uh, that said, definitely during training camp and at points throughout the season, I'll still be doing a morning chat if news warrants certainly during training camp i'll be doing two chats a day as per usual we'll have a morning chat we'll have an afternoon chat call them what you want but uh for the most part going forward yes packers daily is transitioning to the afternoons because quite simply more people are on youtube in the afternoon especially on our channel so i want to get as you know many people in the mix as possible i loved that morning crew loved having that kind of a great start to the day, but, you know, especially with news breaking later in the afternoon, generally in the NFL, lots of times you get stuff around four thirty, five o'clock. feels like a good time to make the switch now in the dead time of the off season so that when the season starts back up, we'll be in full swing. Uh, what's going on? Mike Malone. Thanks for the super chat, buddy. Oshkosh's own Glenn Grothman making a complete fool of himself in Goodell's hearing today. God, that was embarrassing. I'm not going to say too much about it because obviously politics, Packers, 
I don't try to mix the two here on Packers Daily. Um, but yeah, there was a there was a lot of embarrassment to go around in those hearings, and not just from Grothman. Um, and I'm not talking one side of the aisle or the other. I, I think there was a lot of embarrassment. And it's a damn shame that what is a very serious subject was treated with such disrespect throughout um, some portions of today's hearings. And I'll leave it at that. But, Mike, thank you for the super chat, buddy. Um, what else we got? Robin's here. What's up, Robin? You're up late. Hope you're doing well, buddy. Walter, how are you, bud? Rashawn Gary got me so hyped for the season. I'm glad to hear it, man. Rashawn Gary should get you hyped. The idea of Gary coming into his own and becoming a star should be enough to get any Packers fan hyped. I'm with you, Walter. I'm down for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else we got here, folks? Uh, what will Alan Lazard's role be in the Packers offense? Good question, Callum. I did do a short video about it a couple weeks ago um, when he signed his tender. I know Aaron Rodgers himself, you know, anointed him the number one wide receiver. I do think there's a good chance that he and Sammy Watkins will probably alternate this, you know, split end position that we've seen grown accustomed to Devontae Adams holding down for so long. Um, I don't doubt for a moment that they're going to want to utilize Alan Lazard in certain situations, but I also think there will be times when he's going to still be asked to do some of, if not a lot of the dirty work that he was doing when Devontae was in town while Sammy Watkins is allowed to be ISOed up on the outside there and, you know, play that role in the offense. So I think it will be a week to week basis kind of thing where they suspect there's a, you know, matchup they can take advantage of or how they can attack a certain scheme. That's going to dictate a lot of how the personnel is used at wide receiver. Um, but I do think Allen will see an increase in targets, an increase in usage uh, in the passing game. But that doesn't mean his days of being the, quote, goon are over. Not by a long shot. Jeezy, what's up, man? I better sub to Kurt Benker's Twitch now. Yeah, you better. And hey, sub to the Cheesehead TV Twitch. We are live on Twitch as we speak. CHTV, check it out. I'll be doing some gaming stuff over there uh, as this hellish six-week stretch before training camp kicks off. Uh, stretches out before us. Might as well do it, right? Is Corey Bradford underrated? Wow, Travis, old school question. Um, the simple answer is no. I think most people who remember Corey Bradford remember how uh, how talented he was and uh, how he was a bit inconsistent as a Packers wide receiver, but certainly provided them with some playmaking ability at a time when they desperately needed it. But it's not like he was an all-time great or should be remembered as such. Uh, there's no doubt diehards will remember him as they should, but it's not like we should be talking about him in like the Packers Hall of Fame, let alone the you know Canton or anything. Um, no, I don't think so. I think most people properly rate Corey Bradford. Although I will say this, and I've told the story before, so if you've heard it already, forgive me. But uh, in the game that ended in a Packers loss, because so many playoff games do, where Terrell Owens caught the dramatic pass over the middle, won the game, etc. Earlier in that game, Favre hits Corey Bradford on a bomb of the left sideline. And when Bradford caught it, I was at my buddy's house in Appleton. And I ran out, and there was there had been a huge snowstorm like the day before, I think, or maybe even that morning. But 
when Bradford caught it, I legit ran out his front door. I was in his living room, ran out his front door and dove into a snowbank because I was so excited. I mean, that's just kind of how you roll back then. You know, there was excitement. You were allowed to express yourself and show emotion. Now it's all like, you know, the PFF grade says. Whatever. Uh, Tundra, what's up? Thanks for the super chat. What can fans do to get Sterling Sharp NFL Hall of Fame induction? Not much. Not much. You can keep raising awareness online as far as the greatness of his play. I'll tell you what doesn't work, though, is like carpet bombing NFL selectors, Hall of Fame selectors on Twitter. That does not work. If anything, it turns them off to the idea. So just keep highlighting how good he is. I mean, you can write to the selection committee. You can write to Canton, but it's not going to do much good. The, the big key is just kind of bringing it into the public consciousness, how amazing he was. I think that's a big part of what happened with Leroy is that people just kind of forgot. And he wasn't on a national platform to get it, you know, his name out there. So people go. So, you know, even like just as simple. And I'm, this sounds silly, but it's true. As simple as like a young kid asking his dad, like, who is that? Like, what? You know, why is he on TV? Well, that was Leroy Butler. He was this incredible safety with the Packers in the 90s, et cetera. And it starts a conversation and it just feeds into awareness. And I do think Sterling Sharp has been given short shrift, as was Leroy, for a very long time. People, the general public in particular, has really forgotten what an outstanding otherworldly player Sterling Sharp was. I mean, because he was a god among men, not even just a man among boys. He was a god among men. He was amazing. What else we got here, folks? Uh, we got Kevin. What's up? Thanks for the Super Chat. Hey, Nags, were you a big Sublime fan growing up in the 90s? Always thought of them as the Sterling Sharp Nick Collins of 90s bands. <laughs> I was not, but I knew lots of people who were, and I used to play them when I DJed because I know lots of people like it, um, but it was not ever my bag. But uh, I see your, I see the, I see the correlation. I don't think that's terrible. Well done. Well done indeed. Uh, Buddha, what's up? Been watching Cheesehead TV for a few years now. It's only a matter of time before affiliate comes. Well, thank you. I'm uh, thanks for joining us on Twitch, and thanks for uh, following Cheesehead TV. Very nice of you, John. What's going on, buddy? Your thoughts on Tom Tom Clement's effect on Love and Twelve? That's an excellent question. Um, it's fun because I love Tom Clements for how curmudgeonly he can be. Uh, especially in public, in, in a public setting, in a media setting especially. But damn, if he isn't a very good teacher of quarterbacks, right? And to this day, you heard Aaron Rodgers, I believe, was it early last year, where he name-checked something that Tom had told him very early on as a young player that sticks with him to this day that he had violated during a game. And he was like, you know, Tom would be very upset. Um, you know, I do think it's great for 12. I do think Rogers having Clements in the building, and we know now having hearing from both of them that Aaron was very much the impetus behind that move. Um, I think it's great to have a guy that he respects who we know is not afraid to tell Aaron when, you know, something's wrong or he, he messed up or whatever, which obviously will be few and far between. But the idea that he's got someone in the building that he respects immensely and has the green light to say whatever he needs to say when it comes to his play on the field, and will unmercifully talk to him through the tape. 
I, it's great. I mean, this is a guy too coming off two MVPs who now has someone who is going to tell him whatever hard truths he needs to hear. And Aaron is going to be open to it. I think that's, I mean, that's a great, great development for the green and gold. As for Jordan Love, I am fascinated to watch this play out during training camp because, you know, obviously Jordan Love has been through a lot in his young career so far from not having an offseason that first kind of summer in Green Bay to the will he won't he thing with Rodgers and taking all the snaps with the ones and then getting into supposedly going to get showcased in preseason last year and it gets hurt in that first game. You know, and then he gets thrown into the fire with that start against Kansas City. There's been a lot going on in, in a very short amount of time in his young NFL career. I think Clemens will give him a solid foundation when it comes to fundamentals, the, the actual kind of bare bones, nuts and bolts of the position, and not to, you know, dismiss any of the work that anybody on that staff has already done with Jordan. But I do think Tom will will give him the base he needs to have success either in green Bay or wherever he ends up. Um, that maybe, you know, that wealth of knowledge, that real foundational knowledge probably hasn't been given to Jordan yet would be my guess. So I think in, if for no other reason, that is going to be fascinating to watch this summer to see how he's coached up by Tom. What else we got here, folks? Uh, you shared a ticket King link the other day. Are those London tickets? They are offering legit Dave. They better be. Yes, they are hundred percent legit. And, uh, I actually just shared it with a couple of people on Twitter. Yeah. Ticket King is hundred percent a plus good to go, man. Um, there are a number of options there on the ticket King website for that game in London. Now they are probably a little bit more expensive, but let me tell you, they're worth it. Brandy, how are you? Nags, at what point will Rodgers have to actually have good foot, footwork as he gets older? Uh, never. I mean, some you know, some games are better than others. Some opponents are better than others. Some uh, concepts are better than others. But you know, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's seventeen years in. He's not changing anything. You know. And look, he's won two MVPs. Whatever his footwork looks like, just keep doing what you're doing, buddy. Now, when it comes to you know hero ball that now that's a different conversation but that's got very little to do with footwork um but yeah i mean i know there was that stretch towards the end of mccarthy's tenure where everyone was pointing out how everything was sidearm wasn't stepping into the throws etc but you just have to point to that moment when aaron saw the things he saw on that practice footage that made him go back a couple summers ago and kind of re look at adjust what have you his some of you know a little fundamental things. That's when he started to blossom again under under Lafleur. Now, obviously, the system helps, but Aaron doing that work on his own certainly had a part to play in it as well. So, you know, I Lord knows, you know, you you can get on him, you can quibble with any older quarterback who's set in his ways, etc. When it comes to fundamentals, but when they're working the way they clearly are with Aaron, I ain't too concerned about it. You know, and I don't think anyone on staff will be. Although, you know, it'll be fun to watch Tom probably drill down a little bit during training camp. But once you know you're not your November game against, you know, whoever, Cold's coming in Lambeau, man, just get the ball where it needs to be. 
<laughs> oh, oh God, I see the headlines now. Nag says love is getting traded. No, that it would that would require people watching this show. No one watches this. It's all right. Yeah, our, our secrets are safe here. Trust me. <laughs> Am I going VIP for the London game? Oh hell no. I don't know where I'm. I know I'm going to be in London. I don't know where I'm going to watch the game. I'm not a hundred percent sold on going to the stadium to watch the game. I may. I know there's a couple spots around town that are having watch parties. I may just watch with friends. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. But I'm definitely not going VIP, I'll tell you that. Ken Dog puts it succinctly and perfectly. Let's go! I'm so hyped for this season! I love it. I love it. So lot one is a little interrupted, eh? Matt, this. Now this. Now this is the drama. This is the story of Green Bay in this offseason. Are you kidding me? So the Packers, in their infinite wisdom, have dug up pretty much all of Lot 1 while they're installing this underground parking garage for the players, which I'm all for. I get it. Yes, yes. Get the players what they need, 100%. Like They need a private area to drive into, and they can access the facility underground, at least, away from the cold. I'm, I'm all in. I, I read they're going to have uh, electric spots where they can plug in their electric cars if needed. Like, I'm all for it. Let's do it. 100%. But when you impugn the integrity of Lot 1 and displace the denizens of Lot 1 to Lot 9 for tailgating purposes, for the foreseeable future, apparently, this had to have been planned better. There had to have been a better plan. I refuse to believe the Packers didn't think, you know... Maybe we should get this done or at least usable by the time the season rolls around. But apparently, no. Apparently, for Rich Ryman, lot one will be uh, somewhat uh, in shambles for the season. This is unacceptable, people. This has to, We have to talk to Mark Murphy about this. And if I can't get to Murphy, I'll talk to Ed Policy. I don't care who I got to talk to because this is clearly the Packers trying to drive people over to the other side of the building. So they go, Oh, well look, Oh, here's title town. And we'll, we'll spend money in title town. I'm on to you. 1265. I get what you're doing. This was no accident. I see it. I see it all. New York cheese head. Good afternoon. Nags lost track of time. It's all good, man. We're all there. I feel you. Mm. Absolutely. The Packers organization started a war with Lot 1. I mean, they're putting them in Lot 9? Come on, people. What are we doing here? Uh, Nags, beer now is better than coffee in the AM shows. All right, Fred. Well, I'm joining the other, buddy. Good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Hit the like button, folks. Thanks, Dennis. Dennis doing the Lord's work over here. <laughs> I love it. Nick Barnett, a poor man's Campbell. Mm. I don't know, very different players, right? I mean, obviously Nick was never an All Pro, but um, no, I you know I think you talk about underrated players. We were talking about possible underrated player earlier this chat. I mean, I think Nick is maybe not done a disservice, but I think people don't remember how productive and good Nick was for good stretches. And I don't think he was a great player, but um, 
I really like Nick as a Packer and I'm, you know, I do hope people can recall like how effective he could be because goodness knows, you know, there's plenty of, <laughs> plenty of, you know, times and years where you can point at the Packers defense and cringe. But, um, I thought Nick, not only did I love how he played the game, but I love, you know, that first, his rookie year when training camp started and that was back when, you know, holdouts were pretty common and they still hadn't gotten him signed and they were having practice. And he legit watched practice from across the street in the parking lot of a gas station. And they can see how badly he wanted to be out there and wanted to be part of it. It just always seemed like he really loved being a Packer. And you know me, I'm, I'm always in on guys like that. So, but yeah. Um, I'll oh, pray for goose family. Yeah. A you Mark 2018, uh, rest in peace to Tony Saragusa Colts and Ravens mainstay, obviously a champion with the Ravens in 2000. Um, younger fans probably remember him from, um, his television work with Fox, but yeah, real sad day, real sad day. Um, how will the clash of systems fare between the Packers and the Vikings week one? Ethan, that's an excellent question. A lot of familiarity there, right? Um, you know, I don't think at this point, I think a couple years ago it might have been more important, but at this point, both of these systems are so kind of prevalent in the league that maybe they had, you know, weren't like five, eight years ago, but now I don't think there's too much. You know, I don't think there's going to be uh, – unfamiliarity the way there may have been and the way they could have stolen stuff or utilized stuff against each other that they knew they could take advantage of, etc. But Hey, you know, it's in the league is incestuous in nature and people borrow and steal all the time. So I mean, who knows? We'll, we'll see how, uh, how things unfold. You got to think there'll be a lot of unscouted. There'll be a lot of unscouted looks early in that game would be my suspicion. Um, then they'll settle into a groove, and then late in the game, someone will pull something out. Let's just hope it's the Packers. Mm -hmm. uh, is Clark going to play the Fortech a la Donald on the Rams? I think he'll be moved around quite a, quite a bit like we saw last year. Um, I think the new additions up front will allow them to kind of be a little bit more judicious about how they utilize him and how they want him to be utilized. I think you're going to see a lot of five-man fronts on early downs, and in that regard, probably. But, um, you know, we talked to Kenny last year about how excited he was to be moving around, and lo and behold, that's exactly what they did. Sure feels like he'll maybe not move around quite as much because of the new pieces, and I think that's a good thing. But I do think they're going to want to try and continue to take up, you know, take advantage of those matchups. Um, you know, how many times did we see last year where, you know, especially he almost always seemed to be on first down where he would just absolutely blow up whatever play was attempted to be run. Um, yeah, I do think, you know, I obviously no one's going to be Aaron Donald, but I do think you'll see him utilized in somewhat of a similar schematic manner, but not, you know, obviously nothing, nothing cookie cutter about it. No doubt about that. Uh, Yes, and shout out to Jalen Ferguson as well, Dennis. It's a real sad day in Baltimore, I'll tell you that. Um, John Wayne. John Wayne is here. Well, I say go, Pack, go. John Wayne. Oh, boy. Nick, think Bakhtiari is full go to start camp? 
to start camp no i don't honestly i don't i think i'm i'm resigned to arriving at the start of camp and seeing him placed on the physically unable to perform list now the real key is does he get off of that list prior to the start of the season hell prior to you know two weeks into camp is my hope and my prayer but uh do i expect him to be out there that first day no i don't and i think the packers will be cautious as they always are i just hope he gets activated at some point during camp rather than doesn't practice all camp and then he gets placed on the pup and then he misses another six weeks i don't think that's going to happen but that is my greatest fear at this moment so we'll see all right, everybody, I'm going to have to get going. Can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a huge favor. Hit like on the video. Subscribe to the channel. And tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Go Pack Go.